welcome to episode eight of the Journey to Bravery podcast. My name is Alicia Gregg, the host of this show, and I am so, so thrilled that you are listening today. My prayer is always that our time together would add value to your life and God would give you something new to walk away with. This is part two of a mini three-part series on self-care, and it's my personal journey and the three things that have been essential for effective self-care as a mom in my life. Last week, we talked about God's word, that it is a manual for life, and even more than it guiding and giving direction, it provides me with peace, comfort, strength and brings life back to my discouraged, tired self. Today, we are talking about the benefits of prayer in our self-care. Now, prayer is a really huge topic in itself. There are so many different ways we could go about discussing prayer, but we will be focusing in on the part that it plays in our self-care. When I first started following Christ, or at least trying to, there was a huge learning curve involved in that. I'm sure you can relate, but prayer was not something I practiced. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't feel qualified. I relied on those more experienced than me who seemed to have it all together. To be honest, I wasn't sure if it even worked or how it worked. And I certainly did not have the time for it. I thought the only way to pray was physically on my knees, head bowed beside my bed and eyes closed. And with a life as busy as mine, I was not interested in stopping long enough to do that. It was way too much sitting still for me. I had things to get done, children to feed, meals to cook, laundry piling up. But about three years into my walk, God began to plant seeds of understanding in my heart. Over the next few years, he began to water those seeds with specific interactions and revelations. He was nudging me and preparing me for a life of prayer. Philippians 2.13, the Holman Christian Standard Bible translation says, For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. You know, every relationship I've ever had, friends, coworkers, kids, spouse, neighbors, it's always started with communication. Because without communication, you can't build a relationship. I have to be able to talk with people, to have that back and forth conversation with them. Otherwise, they remain a stranger, someone I don't have a relationship with. I recognized that if the enemy could keep me prayerless, he could keep me from partnership with God. It didn't matter what lie he had to come up with as long as I believed it. He could keep me from authentic relationship with my creator. And that's what he wants most is to see the children of God fall away. He schemes constantly for that purpose. It's no wonder that so many people who love and believe in Jesus as their savior struggle in the area of prayer. I know what it's like to not have a prayer life. 
And I know what it's like to have an abundant one. From experience, I can tell you with confidence that this is when my faith came alive. My relationship was real and tangible as any other relationship in my life. And actually even more so because he does know me deeply. Like it says in the book of Psalms, he created my innermost being. And it was through my prayer life that I was able to experience that firsthand. And let me tell you, there is nothing like being that deeply known. It is in itself healing in so many ways. The part of prayer that's beautiful in our self-care is that we can cast our burdens on him. We can go before him and confess, lay down the things that are hurtful, heavy, and weighing us down. The mom shames and guilts, the regrets, the shortcomings, the, the pain of past experiences, whatever else we may be carrying around, we can go to the foot of the cross and leave our burdens there. That is why Jesus suffered, so he could take the effects of sin off our shoulders and onto his. But how often we find ourselves walking around with the things Jesus has already taken from us. When we lay these things down wholeheartedly, like truly meaning it, desiring to let it go, because for whatever reason, sometimes we want to hold on to the misery. But if we truly let it go, there is a divine exchange that takes place. There's peace for our pain. There's grace for our guilt and forgiveness for failures. In addition to this, I can ask for healthy, holy things like rest and strength and direction healing, discernment to disciple these tiny little humans running around my house. I've learned through experience that prayer is what puts you in the presence of God. Prayer is powerful, but we will never experience that if we go along with what the enemy tells us, with what he wants us to believe about it. He does not want us to experience the power of God because he can't overcome it. He loses every single time. So he has to keep us from it altogether. That's his game plan. I've mentioned earlier that I thought there was physically only one way to pray. And that was one of the things that kept me from it. So if that's something that you've been believing, I want to break that off of you right now in the name of Jesus. Prayer can be done anywhere and in any type of posture. It's simply conversation with the Father. More than just what comes out of your mouth, it's an expression and confession of your heart to Him. It can be done while you're driving in your car or in the shower or maybe in the middle of a disagreement with your spouse. That's always a great time to pray. At your desk at work doing dishes, bedtime tuck-ins with the kids. It can be long and full of tears or it can just be three little words and full of laughter and giggles. It can be spoken out loud or maybe even silent. It can be done standing or sitting on your knees 
or even laying on your face in complete reverence of the Lord. The only type of prayer that scripture mentions not being acceptable is the one that is not true, the one that is not authentic, that is for show or just meaningless words. In the book of Psalms, chapter 139, it goes on and on about how deeply we are known, that he knows every step before we take it, every word before we speak it, everything we will ever go through or experience, every thought we will ever have, every struggle and conflict and fear we will wrestle with. He knows it before we ever even experience it. So we don't have to feel ashamed when we go before him. It is not possible to share anything with him that he doesn't already know. And he wants us to be willing to share, to be open and vulnerable and to connect with him on that intimate level. There is an Old Testament prophet named Habakkuk, and his book is actually pretty short. It's only three chapters, and you may have never even heard about him, but he is an inspirational example of wholehearted prayer. You know, when I stumbled upon his story at first, I was pretty shocked with how he was praying to a sovereign and all-powerful God. So in his time, there was a lot of evil going on. There was an attack on Judah, which is where God's people were. And they were suffering at the hand of their enemies, the Babylonians. And Habakkuk was frustrated with the evil that he was seeing day after day. He had some questions for God, some very bold questions about the situation at hand and God's part in it all. If you read it, you will see Habakkuk pouring out frustration, confusion, uncertainty, anger, and then you see how God responds to him. He doesn't rebuke him. He doesn't punish him, ignore him, challenge him, or even strike him down for his boldness. But instead, he responds with insight, with reassurance, with love and grace and comforting words that bring peace and hope to Habakkuk's weariness. He goes from being frustrated and angry to praising God. You see, the Lord already knew everything that was inside of Habakkuk and that pouring those things out would be healthy for him. You know, it reminds me of my own children, actually. When I see the heaviness on their hearts, struggle or hurt, anger or frustration, what I want most is for them to come to me and just open up about what's going on, to just pour it all out, to share without withholding. I'm not worried about what they're going to share or how it will come out. I'm concerned for their state of being. I don't want them to continue carrying it around out of fear of sharing. Father wants the same thing, and he shows us that through his interaction with Habakkuk. We can go to him as we are, whatever that looks like or whatever that sounds like. I promise you he can handle it. You are his most precious child, and he wants to hear from you. When it comes to taking care of ourselves, 
There is no better place to be than in his presence. So in closing, let me leave you with a brave mom challenge, and that is to pray into his presence. And sometimes the best way to do that is through praise and worship. Sometimes it's just thanking him and having a heart of gratitude. But once you feel his overwhelming love there with you, it's a good time to set down those unhealthy things and partake in the divine exchange of a father who gives the best kinds of gifts. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you kindly leave a review for the other moms to see as they determine if this is something they want to give their time to? We also have a Brave Moms community on Facebook if you want to connect more. Until next week, be brave mamas.